What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to recap week 14 of the NFL slate, and it was a wild, wild slate this weekend. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Let us know what you thought of the weekend. If you hit some big bets or lost some big bets, let us, let us hear them. I'm Paul. Pick a one of Concha, and I'm joined with. Right, you know, man, it's that boy kept water voice boy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E. But there is no good news this week, Paul. I'm not going to lie to you. This is probably my worst picking week ever. Every every game I'm looking like, bro, how the fuck did they lose? How did they lose? Why are they losing right now? What the fuck is going on right now? Why the hell does fucking Zach Wilson have 300 yards? Like, this was a very – this was a – I didn't want to use the word interesting because I feel like I'm going to use that all day. So I pulled up on my handy-dandy thesaurus, synonyms for the word interesting. This was a fascinating week, an intriguing week. A riveting week. It was a, a engrossing week, and we're gonna end at a stimulating week for me when it comes to football. Yeah, and uh and we both had our ups and downs on the overall picks and um uh, but you did pretty good on your locks. You actually went two and zero on your locks with the with the Browns and the Saints. Oh, I showed my nuts on that, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, both of them pretty solid wins too. Close spreads. Well, the Saints, the Saints ended up just dominating them. To be honest. Mm-hmm. But overall, for the week, I mean, I still have yet to see the Dolphins play. So, yeah, it was a good week. I'm still waiting for for the victory dance on uh my and uh Monday night. What's our what's our overalls looking like? Uh the well uh, the locks I went zero and two with the Lions and Chiefs both both not winning crazy week when that happened um, crazy Brown you went two and zero Brown Saints my dog I took a big dog in the Panthers they kind of got stomped and then the, you had the Eagles and the Eagles also kind of got stomped uh, not kind of would you like to talk that game first it, it yeah it is it is what is fresh in our minds right now. Oh my gosh! How did exactly. you feel about the the? I mean, you said it like, when am I ever gonna be able to pick the Eagles as a dog? Oh my gosh, bro! The Dallas Cowboys is dangerous right now. I wish we could have got your dad on the phone after this one, because like I know every Cowboys fan is on ten right now. Jerry Jones looks so happy watching this game in the box, just smiling evilly, and this. The Eagles, this Eagles team just looked tired a little bit. It just looked like the Cowboys played great for sure, but the Eagles just, they just made the Eagles just look exhausted. I feel like there are a lot of like cl- really, um, really close, really close plays that could have been inches. Like there was a touchdown to Vontae Smith. That could have been a touchdown, but he was off by a couple inches. Motherfucking three turnovers. Vontae Smith fumbling in the fourth. Like this is just, this was just not an Eagles team you're used to seeing. And you would think that, like, they've had been playing a lot of good teams, playing a lot of close games mentally that could drain you a little bit. But I think this Cowboys team is just something else right now. And it goes through the passing game, as we see with the Dallas Cowboys right now. Dak has been playing. No one's been saying it. Everyone's been talking about first it was Tua, then it's Jalen Hurts, then it was Brock Purdy. But I think after this week, it's going to be kind of hard to not also mention Dak Prescott into the MVP conversations with the way this Cowboys team is rolling. And you just hear him on the sideline. 
Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And the worst part is, no matter how, even if he wins MVP, MVP this season, I don't think my dad would still like the guy. That's crazy. No, I feel like he might. He might. If we, yeah. if they go to the promised land. They can make it, but they have to play the 49ers. But that's a whole nother story. Oh, no, they did already. Remember the 49ers blew them out? But since yeah, about, they have been blowing out all the teams. Yeah, I was about to say, they can, they can go to the promised land, but they got to see the 49ers. But this Cowboys team is nasty. I've seen a stat before the game. They're averaging like 42 points per game in their last five games. The Dallas Cowboys is purely here to stay. Is really here to play and stay. They're the number. We live in a we live in a world where the Dallas Cowboys is the number two team in probably all the NFL. And then motherfucking, they probably have the best offense, most and explosive. The, sure. I can't wait for Week Sixteen, Christmas Day, Cowboys versus Dolphins in Miami. That's gonna be the. That's gonna be a great like pre playoff picture type of game. You know the atmosphere is gonna be a little different. But if the if it wasn't for the fact that like those tickets are probably crazy expensive, I would have said probably that's like this shit's gonna be crazy. And Parsons on his little podcast was talking. Uh, he said I was a Parsons fan. Then he said that he could be Tyreek Hill's QB. And uh, was talking about how like, he he was downplaying Tua. So the boys that are crazy. Cool. But yeah, I mean, hopefully the Eagles bounce back. I don't think they have too hard a schedule. This um for the next I think the next game is against the Seahawks and then after that they probably have like the Rams and the Giants and then maybe Washington maybe but uh, I think they just no I don't think they have Washington again but um I think they have some like a lighter end to their schedule after playing after going through the motherfucking the blood the the fucking path of doom the fucking reason of doom of um that they had to go through so like. Hopefully the Eagles bounce back and they'll probably end with either third with the they might end with the third seed in like the third best record and be like the fifth seed in the playoffs is looking like because the Cowboys ain't nothing to fuck with right now. Yeah, at this point it's all mental for I think all these teams, 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles, like if it's well as long as no one slips, this is where the standings will be. But if one of these teams slip up it creates an opening for one of these other teams to get that first that first week by come playoff time. Yeah, I think yeah. Because Fort Niners got it, but if they take a loss along the way, then the Cowboys or if the Cowboys fuck it up like they always do, then it could be the Eagles to squeak their way back into the number one. And the Lions low key would have low key would be in this mix if they weren't fucking up like they have in these last few weeks. Which is a game we could talk next. No, I mean shit, we can Let's hop around because that was the other like, kind of – it was the, – the line kind of stunk. We, we pointed it out. It was only three points. We were saying how it should have probably been nine. And we both, against better judgment, we saw the we saw the flags. We saw all the clues. But we said, fuck it, give us the lines anyway. And they got, they got fucking trampled by the Bears, 28-13. They got fucked up. Justin Fields to DJ Moore is becoming is becoming a more and more beautiful relationship. That's a good duo. What do they call it? Um, the one-two punch. Yeah, the one. They're saying how the the wide receivers are hurt, and they're like, "Is, is DJ Moore still playing?" Yeah, all right. <laughs> We're not worried. Like the, the fucking the receivers will be okay. No, nah, that's fire as fuck. But not. Nah, I mean, 
That's what it is right now. The Bears looked great. Their defense looked great. Forced a few turnovers. I think it was like maybe two or three. But um, Jameer Gibbs, unstoppable. Shout out my dog. But um, yeah, this Bears team just came out ready to play. They came out beefing. I don't know what this game, what this win does for them in the long run of the season. Maybe it kind of negatively affects their draft picks and stuff like that. But um, they came out and fucked them up. See, I don't want to say because I don't think this will happen, but the NFC has been kind of lackluster this year. Or uh, right now, if you check in the playoffs, everyone that's sitting on the the wild card, uh, the last wild card team is six and six, and then the, everyone else after that six and seven. There's like four teams six and seven. That's like one game out of it. The Bears are five and eight. So like, if they string along a couple of wins, they could kind of see them sneak. They, they could sneak into the playoffs if the NFC continues to look the way it does. Nah, for real. So wait, you say the Bears are sneaking to the playoffs too? They're just two. They're just two games out. Like they're they're just really? two games out of it right now. Yeah, they're five and eight. Really? And the next team ahead is, there's like a, five teams ahead of them at six and seven. Oh, you know I don't like checking standings. Like, I don't think that's something I ever really express on the podcast. I hate checking standings because it just makes you think about stuff that isn't gonna happen. But like it could. So this is one of those. I'm like, whoa. Could be that storyline. Justin Fields back. Then uh, see the other big game of the week on paper was the the Bills and the Chiefs. Bills getting the win, twenty to seventeen. There was an imaginary offsides that calls back to a touchdown uh, that probably could have won the game with the way it all ended up working out towards the end. Uh. I have yet to see this. So, I was, so of course, you know my sleep, but I fell asleep before 45. I can tell because what I do now is I check the Bleacher Report notifications. And I see when did I stop when stop seeing stuff happen in real time. And it was at the time of um, 445. And I can't remember what happened, but it was some funny shit. But um, so... I have yet to see the offsides itself. I saw the play. Travis Kelsey, Hall of Fame player, made a Hall of Fame play. That play would have went down in history if it had fucking counted. But um, who was offsides? They said the penalty, it was Kadarius Tony. They said Kadarius Tony was offsides. Damn. Damn. That's not like something he had due to. But a lot of people are saying it was imaginary. It wasn't really that there he wasn't offside. I I haven't looked at it too much, but the last thing I saw on Twitter was some one of the like Ari something like one of the other accounts saying like imaginary offsides that changes the course of the game. Hey, I, Twitter, I got you. I'm gonna find if I mean America, the world. I'm gonna got you. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this before the end of the episode. But we are gonna see that what happens. But this game, I mean, Josh Allen throws a boneheaded interception. Patrick Mahomes enters the game first drive with an interception. The defenses, I think, were – the defenses came to play. Like, there was a couple good uh, teams, but the defenses overall came to play. Oh, you just – you found the play? You found the, the – you see how dicey that is? That's close. It's really close. Ooh, there is a foot on that blue line. That's close. And I'm looking at the ball, and I'm just like, yeah, 
His helmet is where the ball is at, and his foot is in front of him. Oh. That as a teacher over there at UF? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everybody, Kadarius Tony was offsides. By it was like it was on some KD shit. Remember when KD, um, he had the foot, the his, his big, his big toe was on the line. So it was a two. Same thing with Kadarius Tony just now. His big toe was on the line. A minute left. As I'm saying, like the Bills, you know, we don't know what would have happened with a minute left with the Bills. But like with everything going on, it looked like that would have been the game, the game ceiling touchdown, another Mahomes special, which we haven't seen much this year. Yeah, and we all know it's not his fault, but they're trying, they're figuring out. I think they just need a lock in. Like that's all it is. Once usually they have these woes a little bit in the middle of the season and they didn't have these problems. I don't think Mahomes is putting up like a crazy MVP season this year. But they don't. They usually have these Usually these woes that they're having usually happens like week seven to like twelve. And then now this is when they lock in and then they go into the playoffs looking like a fucking unit. But right now, this drops, the penalties, the plays, the missed opportunities, the close games lost, the random ass whippings to the Broncos, like these these, this is stuff that's happened a little later in the season than normal. So that's why that's what I only fear with them. And uh, I will say, with the Chiefs taking that loss, now it's really like a two-way race for the first for the number one seed in the AFC between the Dolphins and the Ravens. The Ravens almost didn't do it this week. Hey, it's good. This is them weeks when the wins turn into losses. About to say, what do we say? This was a. This was a a riveting week. That was my favorite one. A riveting week. This was for it was was a newsworthy week. Yeah, but a team you just brought up, we might as well knock out all the four o'clock games. Was the a loss to the Broncos? Is those, those shaky? Lo- you can't even call them Fugazi no more. They they just knocked off the Chargers twenty four to seven. I know Herbert gets hurt, but even before Herbert getting hurt. The Broncos are running them down. The Broncos are playing old new old school football, and that's they keep getting these wins. Uh, Sean Payne's really, really turning. I feel like there's a few coaches that you could give the award to this year, and like Sean Payne's one of them with like turning around the Broncos. I'm looking at this shit like who was calling the Broncos from gazing? I got, I got, I got real estate in Bronco County. <laughs> yeah, I think it was it. We building beach houses right now. Yeah, well, we get condos. We get a blue. We get a. We get a permit. Um, approved for condos. What you mean? We got and, in Bronco County. Hey, and Russell. Russell Wilson was throwing hail marys. I don't know if you saw that the one handed touchdown from Sutton. Oh, uh, I, I, I was. You know what it was? I was looking down. I remember I looked up and I heard a whoa, Portland Sutton. I was like, this motherfucker again. But it snagged it. That's arguably one of the better catches of the year. Gordon said he said it last last week. Like he is going under the radar, but like he's got the connection. I was gonna say I've been saying is like they're doing spectacular shit every week. And the charges, this is probably like Brandon Staley ain't gonna make it through the rest of this year. There's no way. I think he finishes out the year because it looks good. Especially since he was already just because he was already a new quarterback. Oh my gosh! If he 
they saying though Jim Harbaugh might get the job because Jim Harbaugh said out of all the young quarterbacks, out of all the young quarterbacks, the best one is uh, who who did they say that about? They said how ass are the Eagles. <laughs> I was like, I know what that means because they're talking about how bad somebody is. Oh my god! Can you imagine the Michigan if we get Jim Harbaugh? Old 49ers coach back into the league to take over the Chargers. Oh, he's going for the show. Like, that's not even a question. We just don't know if it's the Chargers 100%. But, nah, he's definitely going back to the league. Because, I, would, you know, we don't do – if we should start, we should really get into this college football stuff. Because, like, every time I hear about how messy college football is, I'd be like, oh, really? Like, NFL is professional compared to college football nowadays. Like, it is so – well, technically, that's exactly what it is. But, like, college football has so much messy shit going on. They said Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, them niggas is not it's, fucking with each other right they now. They started giving the players so much more freedoms, bro. <laughs> now, you, like, you can't you can't smack a kid upside the head for doing some dumb shit no more. And now you got you got some chaos going on. Bro, and, they get, and I heard that niggas can leave teams, join the transfer portal, and play for another school that same, like, semester type, that same yeah. season. Like, that's crazy. Like, niggas are treating this shit like NBA free agent, NBA um, trade blocks. Like, bro, I'm out of here. It's, it's almost like it's getting closer and closer to, like, an AAU type show where it's like, I feel like my coach ain't giving me the playing time I want. Like, I'm going somewhere else. There's no more, I'll, okay, I'm going to work harder to get that playing time. There, I mean, not, there are still some, but. Yeah, and I'm not pocket watching, but I thought there was, when they did the NIL deal, there was, like, some type of regulation or something where, like, a student wouldn't be making more than like nah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm thinking like they're probably gonna make like their tuition, so like they'll get their scholarship on top of tuition. So that means they'll um they'll be able to like that's where I'm thinking coming from a school, coming from a student's mindset. Nah, them niggas is getting bags, kid. I heard like the top person. Well, I'm not trying to parking watch, but the top person is like four million. But that's what I'm saying. All that to say, yeah, there's a good chance Jim Harbaugh is gonna be with um. At the coach of the Chargers next season, and you could you could pin this. And his favorite out of all his young, they asked him who's his favorite young quarterback prospect a while back, and he said, out of all the Burroughs, Herbert, who was like all of them doing their thing, he said Herbert. So then now a few years later, that job spot's open. Why not? Yeah, no, he's going to take it, and I feel like he's going to get that defense together, especially if they win the national championship this year. Hey, go out on top. Allegations, fuck them. I'm out. I'm out. But yeah, but shout out to shout out the motherfucking um Broncos. They're making all um, my my real estate in Bronco County look real good right now. And uh, so that clears out the four o'clocks. Let's get into these one o'clock from the top. Falcons, Bucks, Kev. There's a new one sheriff there. in town. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm waiting for this. My like bitch, you hear me? Niggas is better than me because I'm dropping those every time. But, nah, this game was very heartbreaking. Um, literally, the week after everybody starts talking about Young Ho's crew, his um, percentage, the the top percentage in NFL history. Motherfucker, motherfucker misses two back-to-back 50-yard um, field goals. One was 55, another one was 50, which is far. But, like <laughs> – this is the same person that like if you if you if it's fifty eight I'm like oh cool no problem I'm gonna go get something I'm gonna go um, warm some shit up real quick I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go pour me up a joint I know it's going in like that's why it's hurtful to see like two of them 
And then the way we lost in the situation, I was just sitting there thinking, like, we're down four. We just gave up a touchdown with, like, 31 seconds left, 16 seconds left. So crazy, crazy short amount of time. Um, And I'm looking like, fuck. We're now we're down by four, so we gotta score. Cause I think if we if we were down by three or if we we're down by two, like we we're down within field goal range, we would have been able to tie that bitch up, no problem. I really think we could have, and we even drove it down the field goal range. But it was that four points, and we didn't. We don't got the team to jog down and make get a touchdown. We don't got Pat Mahomes and them like that. So it is what it is. It was a pretty heartbreaking game. I wouldn't say I would say the Bucks played well, but they didn't. Their defense, their Russian defense did great. They um they got a really good um they got their first touchdown was set up by a really good interception that got um I forget who it was. I want to say it was um the safety, 20 something. But um their first touchdown was really set it was set up well by a really good safety that time the um pass between Desmond Ritter and Bijan, he cut through it and they got the ball at the what, the 10. The fact that the niggas got a safety, we've given enough safety in back to back weeks. That's wild, dude. That's wild. When that happened, I was like, there has to be a stat. I don't think there's been a stat. How many teams have done that back to back weeks? Yeah, that has to be less than five for sure. So that was pretty bad. So, eh, I'm down, but I'm not out. Like, I think my hopes are still up. So I would say the Bucks defense, they played de- decently. Desmarita has signs of greatness. Drake London made some really great snags. So, yeah, I'm down about this game, but I don't really feel out about it. We beat the Bucks earlier in the season. They own a tiebreaker against us. But if we continue to play well in our division, we can end the division 5-1. Or, um... And the defense was playing phenomenal. Like, Mike Evans was a no-show this game. Oh, yeah, never who. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, it's like the fourth quarter. The Bucks all of a sudden they wanted to get into field goal range. They could, like, like any whatever reason that was on the table now. Like it's a, a a deep bomb to Chris Godwin out, like a fifty yarder. He only threw for like a hundred and forty yards the whole game, but he throws a fifty yarder in the fourth quarter. It was like all of a sudden the Bucks offense could get in. I felt like that was like Baker. That's what he was known for in Oklahoma. That that's why he was kind of exciting when the Browns first let him start as a rookie. Like, he just could always do some wild shit that you can't predict. And this whole NFC South uh, three-headed dogfight is kind of fun to watch unfold at a week. Like, as the outside looking in, it's fun to watch. Like, damn, like, I don't know who's going to win this. Like, everyone's tough. The one team beat the other. Now, from the inside, we don't know who the fuck is going to win this shit. This shit is interesting. We wasn't expecting to lose at home to the Bucks. No, that wasn't in the plans. But I'm just feeling for Artie Smith because we have we do have the easiest schedule in the league, and we so we should really be up at least two more wins than we have now. So like, I don't know. The only way I think he keeps his job, we're talking about Brandon Staley, but I don't think the only way he keeps his job is if he um, makes it into the playoffs with this with this three headed dog fight. But. We're not stacking the right wins. We just won two in a row. We could have won this one and went three in a row. That would have looked really, really fucking good. But we're not stacking the wins that we need to stack on this easy ass schedule. And like, it's not his fault. Like, you see, he's kind of been building up this team from nothing. And I think he's done a great job. But we're not getting the W's. No, Drake London, 172 yards on 10, 10 catches. He had himself a fucking day. And 
I took it over. I think it was like 750 yards on the season. I took the over. Like, this game definitely, I think. I don't know if I hit the over yet or if I'm like right on the cusp of hitting the over, but this game definitely secured the over because I thought I was going to have to sweat it. Mm. Then our next game, Bengals-Colts. Bengals 34, Colts 14. And, Kev, you took the Colts. I took the Bengals. And the question is, like, why the fuck did they not let Joe Burrow sit the start of the year? They had Jake Brown and chilling on the sideline, able to throw these tutties. No, literally, the thing about him. And then I come to find out he's, like, the greatest quarterback in, like, California state history. Yeah, the fuck all the touchdowns. And like, I'm just thinking of all the great quarterbacks from out of California, Aaron Rodgers, Montana. Steve. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'm like, yo, you can you better you beat broke all these motherfuckers' records. But I know I know Joe Burrow's a Ferrari, but like you still had a nice little a, a Porsche on the sideline just chilling. Yeah, they're big tripping. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know the playbook or something. Cause like, he's 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 not him, but he's a guy. What happens if like we see a Nick Foles, like Carson Wentz gets hurt that Nick Foles run, and we see uh, we see Jake Browning come in here and put the sunglasses on and like takes over the team and they're rallying around him. Like he's he ran one in, he threw some. I mean, two weeks. It was two weeks in a row he threw for, like, 85% completion percentage. He didn't have that this game, but he was the 50-yarder to T. Higgins, like, dimes. He was he was putting them in the basket. Like, he doesn't look yeah. he doesn't look scared of the moment. It's like they let him off the leash a little bit, and he, like, was like, oh, for real? I'm going to show you what I can do. And then Joe Mixon's actually getting cutting up. He's been non-existent all year, and now all of a sudden he's back. Yeah, I don't know what what team bonding moment that they had or did put something together, but that offense has figured it out. And we can't forget about their defense. They only gave up 14 points. Like, the motherfuckers are playing their ass off, too. Yeah, because leading rusher for the Colts was Zach Moss with 28 yards on, like, 13 carries. Like, they were clogging the lanes. I want to see how this – because at least my Bengals bet to lead the division – it's still kind of oh no, I had the Ravens to win it, but I had the Bengals and Ravens top two. And Jake Browning could could save my bet right now. No, that shit's kind of a lot. I mean, it's tough with that Browns team. They look like they're getting sneaky dubs, but like they she's definitely keeping it alive. That's the next game we're gonna talk. The Browns beating the Jags 31-27. I was on the Jags, you was on the Browns, but like before we go into I'm just I'm just stated up front where Joe Flacco looking better than Deshaun Watson has. Bruh, I knew you were going to say that when I was looking. Uh, I think it was after the first Joe Flacco touchdown. I was like, huh. Paul's going to come at this nigga Watson sideways. Because Flacco look, did look like a guy this day. He had he a little pretty, zip on the ball still, bro. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He threw a pick, I think. But he did look pretty good this game. He did throw one. But he didn't throw 300, over 300 yards and like three touchdowns. He's like, Nah, that's crazy. You know, I I clicked on the um, – I clicked on the – I was looking for the Flacco stats, and I clicked on the Ravens versus Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens versus Rams. But uh, I didn't the, the, run game, the run game didn't even do too much. Like, they weren't really able to get the run game started. It was really, like, him able to walk – like, 
dice up the defense of the Jags, which is a very good defense. I mean, Joe Flacco, 60, throwing the ball with Joe Flacco 45 times showed you, like, they believed in this run game. They respected it. <laughs> they, um, they believed in a passing game. They respected it. But the Jaguars, I was actually shocked Trevor Lawrence played. I wasn't expecting that. But motherfuckers threw three interceptions. So, like, did they need him? Yeah, they were showing him in the pregame because he was – he took a crazy injury on Monday talking about it was just a sprained ankle. And then he was in the warm-ups running, like doing his little run in the warm-ups and stuff. And uh, people were like, he's going to play. Like, that was the headline. Like, he's going to play. What a – like, an amazing guy. Da, da, da. And people were in the comments section saying, like, I could hit him with a steel chair under the knee. And he wouldn't even know it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. You can see it in his face. He's like, ooh, every time he would stop. Well, they gave him they gave him the shot. He's like, uh, <laughs> so he don't know what's going on. But he's, he's, he feel like Joe from Family Guy right now. Uh, but, I mean, he is a dog for going out there to play. I'll give him that much. Didn't, didn't look good, but he did go out there to play. Respect. I mean, he didn't look terrible. He still threw two, three touchdowns. But, like, it was just like, oh, damn, I didn't expect to see you coming. And I'm like, oh. I mean, you're probably better than you. You would, you would, you would. Sixty-five percent is probably better than your backup. So, like, I'm not tripping crazy. And then our next game. This was the crazy one of the crazier games of the weekend. The Jets beating the shit out of the Texans, thirty to six. Uh, Zach Wilson, second half, this, uh, they unleashed him, and he ended the game over three hundred yards. Two, he had two touchdowns, and I mean. Garrett Wilson had a day. The defense had a day um, completely. Like, C.J. Stroud had 91 fucking yards. Like, completely dominating the Texans offense. Which was insane. They even put Davis Mills out there after C.J. Stroud left the game. Oh, yeah, because of shoulder. I mean, yeah. he had a tough day. At first, I thought it was just because it was raining. Because this game was 0-0 in the first half. Yeah, I would say, like, no, this game was uh, – there's an uglier game coming up, but this game was ugly as fuck. Yeah, like, this game was definitely no offense. Rain was pouring. Nothing was going on. And like you said, they just unleashed Zach Wilson. And C.J. Stroud didn't ever caught back up. They What it says, they got four sacks on them. Like, this defense turned up, Zach Wilson turned up, and now it's like, okay. We're back into talking about some Aaron Rodgers might be coming back to get, if we make it to the playoffs. Sure. They got the same record as the Bears right now. Yeah, but they said they mathematically not out. So we still have, we're still alive. Hey, I'll give it to them. There has been some crazy stories. No, I've seen it. We've seen it so many times. But I mean, yeah, Zach, what they, they, Tim Boyle, he showed why Tim Boyle was on the fucking bench. Tim Boyle got the start. Yes. Look fucking terrible. At least Zach Wilson. Could do that here or there. Then the overtime game of the weekend, Ravens beating the Rams 37-31. Walk-off, punt return, touchdown in overtime. Maybe. Um, not maybe. There definitely was a missed illegal um, block from the back. But who cares? We get the result we got. I mean, I know the Rams fans are probably pissed. But Lamar Jackson, he's another name that I think deserves to be in the MVP race right now as it gets closer and closer to the year closing up. 
What do you think? Lamar? I mean, uh, I just think there's too many people to choose from right now to be keep adding more people. I mean, he's playing well on a great team, but I think the defense is kind of a lot of the reasons why this team is um staying consistent. But what's the season stats looking like? Um, well, I know he has let me see. He has twenty nine hundred passing yards. So he has basically three thousand passing yards, sixteen touchdowns, six interceptions. But then if you look at his rushing Oh, I gotta see. His rushing stats on the year is six he has six hundred and fifty rushing yards and five touchdowns. He's on the cuffs. Um, he's on the cuffs. Hey, but also the team's ten and three. They're tied with us at the number one spot, and the offense has been rolling. Like another team where, just like the Cowboys, they put up in their last like five games like thirty five plus points per game. Okay. Okay. But the Rams, on the other hand, Matthew Stafford. I know this is a loss. The Stafford threw for three hundred yards, three touchdowns. The running back got a hundred and something yards. Like the Rams' offense, this is. Since the bye week, they've been looking great. Yeah. I think the um I don't know what it is with the Rams, but they turned up a little piece. Maybe it's the Cooper Cup, maybe it's the play of Puka, Nakua, maybe it's Aaron Donald over here. Every time he gets a single coverage or breaking or when he breaks through these fucking triple teams, maybe it's one of those, but there's a lot of synergy right now with the Rams. Maybe it might be Sean based coaching. There's a lot of synergy with the Rams. I think as a team, they're keeping each other up. And then on to the next one. We only got a couple games left here. Oh, yeah, this is the last of the one o'clock. Saints beating the Panthers 28-6. to six. Uh, Fuck Fuck the, de- the defense, this of two fumble recoveries, uh, a touchdown on, a fuck, on one of the fumble recoveries. It's never a good week when you see Jimmy Graham getting a touchdown for the Saints. And he was so lit. But first off, Jimmy Graham is a huge. There's the big bodies, then there's Jimmy Graham. He's a fucking huge, fucking. He was a huge human. Like, he's Brad's a unit, bro. Yeah, like, bro, fucking huge. So he just running in his bitch, couching passes, looking like rebounds, the way he snatches them bitches out the motherfucking air. When he's doing that, that's when you know your defense is you ain't got nothing. Your defense, your defense ain't got nothing for that. Just go ahead and close it up. I mean, the CJ, the way they pressured Bryce Young, there were a few sacks that looked like where he didn't even have a chance. He just like, and it was just like that was them all game fucking him up. So yeah, the someone made a good point on Pat McAfee show where they're saying how. The big thing about Bryce was his size. Oh, he can't take the hits. He's not going to be on the last. And they're like, this season, yeah, he's not being productive, but, like, he can take them fucking hits. Like, the offensive line is letting him die back there. Like, the offensive line is not helping him. And he's getting destroyed, but yet he keeps getting right back up. Like, he threw for 36 times. There should be no reason why Bryce Young's going 36 passes right now. No, that shit is crazy facts. Oh, but yeah, Derek Carr. Before we move on, Derek Carr played another quarterback. Where I don't know how the fuck he willed him. I mean, he didn't play well, 119 yards, but he played. They did not want Winston out there. Mm. 
And then our ugly game of the weekend, Kev, I didn't think anyone was going to score at some point. It was close. It came down to the fourth quarter last minute. Vikings winning three, Raiders zero. Fourth quarter field goal with a minute and 57 on the clock to take the lead. Only points of the game. It's fucking insane that that shit happened in the NFL. Like, but that's what it is. Justin Jefferson leaves after coming back, playing his first game since week five, leaves with a chest injury, has to go to the hospital. There's just no luck for either of these teams. Well, three lowest scoring game in 16 years. Of course, it's the only only lower scoring game is a 2-0 game. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that probably don't ever happen back in like the 50s. Uh, but Nick, uh, Josh Dobbs getting benched because the Vikings offense just looked atrocious out there. Nick Mullins comes in and they, he actually leads them down for the field goal to win it. Uh, Aiden O'Connell throwing an interception. Like this is this game. I if you watched it all the way through, I give you kudos. Yeah, you're crazy if you watched this all the way through. You did. I respect you to fullest. A lot of defense. I mean, if you fuck with defense, this is the game to watch. I just know somewhere out there in America, someone texted the group chat this morning and said Raiders Vikings over is a lock. Uh-huh. And they they is getting cooked. And then our final game, Kev. Actually, kind of feels. Yeah, no, our final game with a slate, Kev. 49ers, Seahawks. 49ers, 28, Seahawks, 16. Geno Smith did not play. We got the Drew Locke experience. And I mean, it was a ball. At halftime, it's 10 14. It's a close game. And then the second half is when the 49ers, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brock Purdy, the defense uh, uh, came to really fuck up Drew Locke in the second half, but 49ers pulled away and never looked back. Yeah, man. I mean, I was expecting the 49ers to have some struggle. I don't know why. I was really thought that the, this was just going to be a game where, like, the Pete Carroll and them have them a little figured out, but not. The 49ers just did what they do, and they continue to show how dominant they was. I was expecting because you know how we fade the Gatorade, we fade after that dominant win, and they just got were so hyped and they were talking so much shit and doing so much. I did. I expected Carmen to come back at them, but like, no such thing. You want to see something? Here's something crazy. Like what? The the Forty Niners have like Madden stats on offense. Like so, like you know, in like real life, in real NFL, some players have like you know everyone has whatever you have all the stars on offense but there's still be like the fourth and fifth receiver that ends up with 50 yards that game or some shit like not everyone eats over here bro it's brock purdy 370 yards two touchdowns christian mccaffrey 145 rushing yards debo samuel 149 receiving yards brandon Ayuk, 126 receiving yards george kittle 76 yards touchdown wow and then also the next guy which is Christian McCaffrey. It's eight receiving yards. They literally fed IU, Kittle, Devo, and then gave the ball to uh, Christian McCaffrey to get his 145. Like, that's just... Yeah, that's a pretty fun Madden game right there. That's exactly how you play Madden. Yeah, you're not throwing it to whoever the fuck. The, the, like, who, you also, you see your number one receiver, someone you never heard of, you call him timeout. Now, hold on. Why the fuck Devo not on the field? <laughs> 
like what I mean, stomp them boys out. Twenty. There's another team that's just locked in. Like this, these are the two you said it a couple weeks ago. We just we find out who are the pretenders and who are the real teams. But now it's turning in. We're seeing who's locked in for the playoffs. Who's ready okay. for the push? And they're locked the fuck in. I'm hoping we still got Monday night doubleheader, same time. Dolphins, Titans, Giants, Packers. I'm hoping that I see the Dolphins as locked in as some of these other teams this past Sunday. I like facts. I need to. We got to figure out who put those at the same time. Was there like a rescheduling or something? Like they put that. One's on ESPN and one's on ABC, so they're both owned by Disney. So like it's the same corporation. It's not like it's two competitors competing. Oh, okay. Them boys is weird for that. I'm not gonna lie to you. But it's gonna be a good one. They say that the Packers are sixteen and zero in December under Matt Lafleur. Let's see if that can continue. Damn, I actually did not know that. Yeah. I forgot about that because they used to bring that up all the time when Aaron Rodgers was there. Well, Jair Alexander will be out for the Packers, so maybe Aaron Jones is questionable. Yeah, so maybe we'll get to see the another week of the Tommy DeVito train. And Christian Watson is out too. That'll be the most Packers thing to happen. It's like you just came off of beating some of the hardest opponents in the NFL and then you then you lose to the fucking Giants. Crazy. But Thank y'all for watching. This has been another recap of the NFL Week 14. We'll catch y'all for the Week 15 picks and the Thursday night kick. Uh, the Thursday night picks. I'm Paul Pickle Winham Concha. That's Kevin Waterboy Savoy. If y'all didn't know, well now y'all know, motherfuckers. Mm.